Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So today is listener questions. I've still got so many to do. And then I was uh, going through my phone the other day, clearing it out because it's nearly ground to a halt because of the amount of crap I've got on there. And I realised there were loads of uh, listener questions that I'd screenshot uh, to email to myself and hadn't done so. So I've got even more than I thought I had to do. But I love them and I hope you do too. So today we are starting with an email from Eleanor from September it could be worse hi Hannah hello from California your podcast has been life-changing for me in such a positive way you too have become my inner voice with an accent love it (laughs) cracks me up I'm wondering if you can talk about the experience of sitting in a circle for someone who's been guided to do so but has no experience doing so You've taught me and my experience has shown that when the sitter's need is greater, the connection is stronger. 
My assumption is that in practice circles, the need of the sitter won't be as high. So I have this fear that I won't be able to connect and therefore it will actually make me less trust in spirit and myself. Any tips for overcoming this clear egoic mind chatter? Ah, well, I'm going to be really honest with you, Eleanor, and say that I think circles are a real mixed bag. They can be bloody amazing and they can also be incredibly challenging, but therein is the lessons. So where do I start with this? You are correct. The sitter's need is greater. The, the, it creates a stronger energy, I find, and it makes the connection that much stronger. And you are indeed correct that the need of the sitter in a practice circle is not so strong um, and so therefore it is harder to work in that sense but don't forget that the spirit world want you to develop they want you to be a medium they want you to be able to communicate with them it would help every single every single person on this planet too many p's in that sentence to have that communication to have that ability let's be honest we can see how much disconnection from the soul and from self has created problems on this earth so the spirit world will help the spirit world will bring um the information not necessarily to fulfill the need of the sitter although don't underestimate the number of people that join a circle because they are in need um but also for your learning for your development for what you want now this is where it gets interesting because of course development isn't always happy clappy fun and i'm not trying to put you off eleanor i just want you to join a circle absolutely i really want you to take that leap to learning because it makes such a difference it's so important but i don't want you to also feel when things don't go quite in the way that you would expect that you're doing anything wrong and that's that's the kind of place that I'm trying to find as I'm talking to you here. So I personally have found other developing mediums to be the hardest people to read for, partly because they love to interpret it for you. And that can be painful. Um, so as we as we know from this podcast, you're receiving through your valves, you're receiving what you're open to. I remember working with somebody in a, in a circle and I saw emerald, I think it was earrings, I can't remember. And they were going, well, I understand emeralds. And they couldn't just say yes, you know, in that weird way that people have. And I'm sure that they were trying to help. I'm sure that they weren't different trying to be difficult but there's something in that trying to help that can sometimes get in the way and pull you out of your flow so instead of just saying yes I understand emeralds and saying yes they went well I don't really understand earrings I only understand a ring well I do understand emeralds so you're nearly there but I don't understand earrings it is only a ring and then I had to persevere persevere and persevere with it and then it did they did understand that that person had emerald earrings it was just that they had received the emerald ring from that person now of course in an ideal world I would have got the emerald ring 
but my valves were obviously open only to receiving earrings or that caught my attention or in this weird way that it works that was the thing that my brain decided to go with um, and that didn't make it wrong but because they were a developing medium they kept trying to interpret it and that's something that I find happens with a lot of my students is that the, in the with the best will in the world they they start to try to do the work for you and that makes it a difficult sitting now this just makes you stronger and it makes it easier for you going forward um because you know that these things toughen you up to be able to work in the real world and to be able to hold that connection in times of difficulty oh i don't know we even know what i'm saying here eleanor let me just go back to the question my experience of sitting in circles is mixed I think you sometimes think that you're going to attend a spiritual development circle and everybody's going to be on the same page and it's going to be wonderful and we're all going to be together and we're all going to have a good time and you realise that some people are there not to connect to spirit but for a therapy session. You realise that some people are there to show what they know rather than being in a space of holding space for others and that's true not just of circles but all spiritual development when I was at Arthur Finlay College recently I was working with um, somebody that I tried to avoid for the best part of the course because I knew the energy that they gave off and unfortunately I ended up with them one day and we were in a group situation so there were other people there too and I was describing a photograph that I could see or an image that I could see in my mind and she started correct I know what you're seeing in your mind and you're not right with that it's this this and this and I hadn't even fully finished the the image building and fully understood what I was getting and she offered me no space to be able to explore that and sit with it and understand it and she's a spiritual development teacher so I think it really depends on personality and people and unfortunately people are impure and are difficult. I had a real lesson as a teacher of a circle in what I wanted to provide and what I wanted to do with spirit and that changed. So it started off with just this sort of gathering to be with spirit and that was amazing and then that first circle I was teaching that took a sort of became more like a therapy session and people were some people were frustrated because they wanted to work and other people wanted to just talk about their problems and trying to manage that was always very interesting and, and challenging and difficult and then I did more circles I became clearer about the fact that I wanted to work and I didn't want it to be counseling and I even I remember at one stage because let's be honest here guys let's be honest there is nothing more boring than hearing somebody else's meditation experience. It's completely dull. It's like hearing someone's dream. And then I got on a dolphin, and the dolphin took me to this place, and there was an apple, and even though we were underwater, the apple was red. And I looked at the apple, and then I moved along, and it became a seashell. Nothing more soul-destroyingly dull and that's what I used to do in my circles uh sorry everyone but it is and and it's good to 
acknowledge where you've been and understand what you've experienced and it's good to be able to get highlights um, and share the message and the meaning but when you've got someone that gives you a blow by blow moment by moment account it oh god god it's just so dull so again um it depends on the teacher the experience that they've got and where you want to be because again like i was saying in the last podcast it's not about invalidating where i was because where i was was exactly right for the people that were there but as i grew and changed and wanted it to be more of a work-based development group and not just a let's sit with spirit and have a chat group i had to change that I had to change my teaching I had to change my approach I had to put in boundaries and barriers and yeah so I did get a talking stick at one point that we you were only allowed to talk and hold it and it made people more aware of how long they were speaking for and how much attention they were getting but still didn't help fully I have to say some people just love holding on to that stick and talking so there's all things like that and then you get of course the things where you're trying to learn and you're trying to experience and you're trying to find that way and within that I have met some amazing people who have been so positive and held such incredible spaces for me to learn and I'm forever grateful for them and such incredible spaces for other students to learn I'm incredibly grateful for that too and then you also get people that are judgmental that don't want you to do well that don't um hold a space of support and love and that can be difficult too and people all come to circles for different reasons it always surprises me when um i'm on a course and there are people there who actually aren't there because they want to learn they're there because they want a holiday or, an, uh, you know, stay with their friends in a hotel and a bit of woo-woo and isn't it fun and aren't we special? But they don't actually want to learn. And they are never my favourite students to work with or have in a group with me because they are disruptive, if I'm honest. They don't want to work. They want to make it into a joke. There were some people in one of my last courses that I, I went on as a student where they were just talking when other people were working um chit-chatting yeah it was it was difficult now I feel like I'm being really negative about circles and obviously I learned in circles I just think it's the honesty of people are difficult people are hard um but then that's life and my husband always says to me I thought you should love everybody you're a spirit you're spiritual you should love everybody and I go god no god no no I love spirit (laughs) I don't love humans god almighty what a mess so it is always a, a, a slight baptism of of fire Eleanor but it's also the only way to learn whether it's a circle or a course the only way that you're going to know that you're working with spirit is to do the work is to get the information and see if it makes sense to somebody and that's the only way you're going to do it and so is it you have to but what I would say is make sure you are choosy about the circle and if you go to a circle and it doesn't feel right that's okay don't force yourself to be in it if it's not the right one for you um try different experiences different places different teachers different students and 
you'll find the right space and the lessons will come to you. So yeah, um, the the sitter's need does make a difference, but also your need is important and your need to develop. So spirit will bring you what you need. And sometimes that is slightly challenging sitters in a practice circle. And sometimes that's smashing out the ballpark and blowing your own mind. And sometimes that is the bits that you wish you'd delivered slightly differently that you always hold on to because you knew what you were getting and you got in the way of it and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I hope I haven't put you all off circles and learning because it is really important, but I think it would be naive to say that it's always a brilliant experience and, and everybody that's in it is great. I have learnt the most about what makes a great medium and also what makes a not so great medium from sitting in practice groups and seeing how people behave. Um, Just a little example, there was one lady in one of the groups who was so confident with what she was getting and I was always a little bit in awe of it because I thought, wow, I wish I could just trust into that space of immovability and absolute you know, yeah, this is what I've got. And oh, oh, yeah, I used to wish I was until she read for a friend of mine. And when she read for my friend of mine, and I could see and feel the emotional experience my friend was having. And then she said, no, my friend said no to something, so it didn't make sense. And this woman was so almost shaming my friend. If you... If you cast your mind back, I'm sure you'll remember it properly. You just need to cast your mind back properly and you're not doing it properly. And I actually, I saw what that did to my friend and it really upset me. And I had, I left that group shortly after that because that wasn't a great space to be in. And the teacher managed it really well. And um, I know the teacher was frustrated by it, but there also has to be that kind of allowing people to be human with it allowing people to to not remember and also allowing that you might sometimes get it a bit wrong and that's part of the journey. I remember when I first started doing mediumship, um, I used to get so frustrated when I was demonstrating that people wouldn't take spirits until afterwards and stuff like that but I've really come to accept that's part of the course now And I used to think there would be some magic bit of evidence that I could get that meant that people would put their hands up. And there isn't. You can give names, you can give dates, you can give how they died, you can give relationships, you can give anything. And people will still come up to you at the end and say, that was my mum. I'm so sorry, I just couldn't put my hand up. So you have to just find that space of being with it all. And holding a space for others, which is, especially when you're learning, is so important. The other thing that's really difficult in circles, while I'm while I'm having a circle bitch, um, is uh, people who chat too much. This is such a problem. So you go into a group with them, and then you say, I've got your mum here. And they go, oh, yes, my mum, oh, it's so nice to hear from my mum. She's been through lots of mediums before. And the trouble is they're chatting for so long that it pulls you out of your power because you can't get any flow built because they're chit-chit-chatting. And so that can sometimes be difficult. Sometimes you have people that are like the hot potato that you have to pass around because you know that they are just 
not holding a space for others. And so there's this thing, isn't there, when you sit and you know someone's struggling to do a reading, it feels unkind to almost be like, yes, no, don't know, maybe. But it's also very, very necessary for that sitter's development and allowing them to hold that space and build that power. Okay, and then, Eleanor, you say... Oh, 17 minutes, Eleanor. I hope you enjoyed that. You're very welcome. Then you say, I'm also curious about when you're preparing for a reading, how you get into the energy of receptivity and surrender. Is there something you remind yourself? Is there a visual you keep in your mind or get into your body somehow? Maybe it's just the case we all need to figure this out for our individual selves. Okay, so... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think that surrender comes from allowing and the allowing comes from starting. This will make sense in a minute. So I actually believe Uh, that we all start off a reading psychically. So we're reading the energy. So a spirit steps forward and we are feeling them and we are going, I hope you're there. I hope this is right. I hope. And as soon as you're in that space, you're seeking, you're not receiving. If you're seeking, you're psychic. If you're receiving, you're mediumship. If you've set your intention to work in mediumship and that's where you want to be, you will naturally move from psychic to mediumship as your energy builds Um, and funnily enough I've been writing about this in my book (laughs) because this is exactly how I think it goes and so I think at the beginning it's okay to not surrender it's okay to be having a case of the holy shits it's okay to be thinking I don't know if I can do this 
um, and I'm getting this and does it feel like this and that is why at the beginning of a reading I think we get more things wrong because the blending isn't as strong because we are seeking and not receiving and once you've got through the first few bits with somebody and you say this feels like mum this feels she feels like this kind of person she feels like this she feels like once you've got some yeses under your belt you kind of take that big breath out and that enables you to then move into mediumship but that's I think how it works now um, I think surrender is an ongoing process Uh, at the beginning when I was working I wasn't blending with spirit the way that I am now that's okay to accept it's a journey um, and it comes with time and I know that in two years time I'll be blending better with spirit than I am today because it's always an ongoing process an ongoing understanding it's a relationship you're building with the spirit world so now is very different to when I first started when I first started and I still do do it actually I um, do affirmations and they really just help me get out of my head so much Uh, so at the moment my one is hang on I've got it written on my desk I am a phenomenal medium I get evidence with ease and clarity so I have um, I had when I first started developing a, a load of cards with different affirmations that I would cycle through and repeat to myself before I started work to try and calm my nerves and get myself into a better state I don't know how much it helped because my nerves have always been such a problem but equally I would do the work even though I was feeling like a fraud and it never felt comfortable it didn't feel comfortable for ages and ages but I kept at it anyway and then with time I think it just gets easier and you do be you do be more surrendered and you do be more surrendered because you know you did it before so that's always the thing with me I say well I know that I did a spirit link last time and it was really good so I can do it again I know that there were things I would have improved on that one but I know that I can I gave good enough evidence and that was good for that person so I can do it again and that is why practice cannot be beaten so even though I've just spent 17 minutes talking about the challenges of circles um, that's why you have to do them you have to, you have to practice, you have to work with other people, you have to put yourself in that vulnerable state. So for me, it's about clearing my energy. And you will have heard me say before, but I like to envision a uh, snow globe all shaken up and everything just settling. I always keep pieces of paper on my desk so that as I move into that space of stillness, not meditation, just clearing and stillness, before I start work I can write down all the things that I suddenly remember I've forgotten to do Um, so that just helps me because then when it's on paper I can let it go because I know I'll get back to it and then it is just a case of trusting trying not to seek before you start that's an absolute killer for any reading you think that it would be lovely because you'd be like oh I've got all this information before I start but then of course your energy and your focus goes to your mind it doesn't go to your connection so it should always be done live and fresh sometimes 
in the morning when I get up, I'm aware that there's a dad stood beside me and I know that he'll be for somebody I'm working with today, but I just say, okay, I can feel you. I know you're there, but I'm not working with you yet. I've got to wait for the for it to start. I also find for me that there is something, it's a bit like the introduction that I do powers me up. So in that, especially when I'm doing platform, in my first 10 minutes where I'm talking about how mediumship works and what people want, and I'm bringing them in. So I'm getting, and this is true of one-on-one readings too, I'm getting them to start responding. I'm getting them to start answering. And that brings the sitter or the audience's energy in with you. So you do that kind of mediumship works differently for every person. Um, I experience mediumship like this. I am aware that you probably have a list of things that you would like me to say, but I can't always get them. And that's also hard in practice groups because you don't get to do that little bit of settling in. Um, So I think it becomes easier when you do it professionally, weirdly, even though you've got all the, oh, someone's paid me for this and I don't know if I can do it stuff coming up. I've got to be a certain standard because they've paid me. You do also have the kind of, ability to hold space talk about what you want to talk as you're building up your power and work with it that way but yeah I think it is an individual thing and what works for me might not work for you so it's experimenting with it I know some mediums that meditate before they work and that works really well for them for me it it just doesn't I don't want to be all sleepy um, and I want to be a cotton-headed ninny muggins before I even start and that just depends on you and where you're at and what you want from your experience so it's always learning and you always have to you know so much of mediumship is finding out the medium that you want to be and the medium that you are and how that's going to work for you and I'm still working on that myself um okay good so I've had an email from Karen Hall I just wanted to read to you guys which is all about uh Reiki um Hannah OMG thank you I was just talking to a friend yesterday about the very idea of going off script with my Reiki healing practice. We are both Reiki practitioners and shamanic practitioners who incorporate and blend different modalities into our healing sessions. To be honest, I do feel slightly guilty because I'm not following the rules of proper Reiki hand placement or always using the Mikeo Azui protocol as I was taught. So glad to hear you speak to this idea of creating your own style. I use whatever modality I feel led to use by spirit. There really should be no guilt in that, right? Keep speaking truth and sharing your righteous indignation. It resonates with me and likely many more. (laughs) Yeah, there's always a bit of righteous indignation. Who can deny it? But absolutely. Um, And the reason I wanted to read this out is is not just because it's a complimentary email to me, (laughs) but because... It is so important to be having those discussions and giving yourself permission. And I think that we are moving into a more fluid state of society. I hope we are anyway, where we're a bit more allowing. We're allowing people to be who they be. We're allowing ourselves to experience as we experience. We're allowing this understanding of the journey and that you might not know what you want to be when you are 16 and you may not want to... I can't speak to today. You might not know who you want to be when you're 25. 
you might not know what you want to be when you are 30 or 40 but that's okay because the idea that we need to know all this stuff is a human construct and it's the same with spirituality there is no right or wrong way to do any of this as long as you are holding that space of truth and you're doing it for the right reasons and I know you are Karen and I just am giving that as an example it's just if I see this is a little aside righteous indignation you asked for it Karen here it is one more person say I felt called to and then do something salesy on Instagram I shall lose my shit you did not feel called to implication spirit asked you to develop a course to make money to talk about abundance you chose to do that. Now, spirit will help you with it if you ask them to and you're in the right space, but you're doing it because I didn't feel called to start doing mediumship demonstrations. Spirit didn't come in and say, Hannah, this is what you need to do. I wanted to do it. Why are we not owning that? Anyway, aside from that, again, it's that understanding of being in the right place for it. So, If you're healing, it's about not worrying about how you're healing or being respectful to a system that was amazing 200 years ago. But we've changed. Society has changed. We don't need to be so rule-bound. We don't need to be so structured. There should be an organic nature to healing. There should be a freedom to healing. And Well, as you know, that's why I started writing my own uh, Reiki system. That's why I think it's important, because I think a lot of us, we get disempowered by the rules and the structure given to us by others. It becomes uh, the only space we can work in. And actually, if we all just work in complete freedom, we'll be amazed what comes up. So well done, Karen. Keep up the good work. So, Lee Clark has emailed um, and said, I did the spirit spirit guide meditation you send out with your emails, which was incredibly powerful. Uh, Yeah, guys, if you haven't signed up to my mailing list, you're missing out on monthly meditations. Just pop on my website, there's a link. As you guided the meditation, I was feeling everything you were saying prior to you speaking the words which blew my mind. Without sounding a bit odd, I've never felt such love in my heart area as I did during that meditation, so much so that it made me cry. I didn't manage to see my guides, but I did feel such a strong sense of love, I believe this was them. My dog, however, was there with me. He has passed recently, but he has been around and I've noticed him more, so that was lovely. Anyway, this love I've described, I've felt a number of times lately, usually when I'm driving my car and each time it brings me to tears. Is this normal okay (sighs) oh hang on let me read your next bit so there we go also since listening to you I've become braver with talking to my guides whilst driving I asked them what I need to do in relation to my healing and spiritual growth just as I sent the thought out to them a car pulled in front of me and the number plate said PTSD I knew instantly this was meant for me once again I felt a wave of love and I cried they aren't sad tears at all so I'm wondering is this normal Oh, Lee, 
Yes, well, it was for me. Now, number one, I think all of us spiritual people, we feel more than other people do. We seem to get feelings and emotions in HD. If I listen to a beautiful piece of music, oh, the, the ones in the UK we have for Lloyd's Bank, Black Horse, I don't know, something like that. And the music, the music in it just makes me, the Macmillan Cancer advert. I mean, it's an advert for cancer, but it's also the music so emotive so I think generally speaking us spiritual people we are sensitive we are more sensitive but but absolutely when I first started in the circle I was in working with spirit guides whenever my guides came in I would sob a sob and sob and it became like a running joke everybody would say oh Hannah's guides are here and I'd get the tissues because I don't think we experience true unconditional love in this lifetime until we work with spirit. And don't get me wrong, I love my children. I love them so much, it hurts. I am so grateful and so lucky to have them. But it's not unconditional. I still have expectations of them, demands of them, societal pressures that I make them conform to, ideas about what I think are acceptable behaviour and unacceptable behaviour. I do not hold a space of unconditional love. I love them unconditionally, but that's different. And I think that spirit, when you first work with spirit and they come in with that, and normally they come, don't they, when we really need them. Normally, we have all reached this point of development where we're working with spirit guides because we're in need. Um, And we've gone through some absolutely dire times to push us to this place where we can open up to it. And so they come in this space where we're normally feeling battered, bruised, unwanted, rejected, unloved. The journey I've had with self-love, in some places I will say is shameful um, in trying to find love for myself and seeking it externally. I've put myself in many compromising and silly uh, situations purely because I just couldn't love myself the way I wanted somebody else to love me. And I think spirit coming in and feeling that strength of love and support and just that holding of space and I keep talking about holding space don't I but it's so important and no demands they don't want anything from you they don't want to have their needs met they don't want to have their therapy session they don't want to make you into something you're not they don't bring stress about bills or food shops or what's for dinner they bring just we love you we love you as you are you are perfect and that does make me weep still it's the energy that changed my life um and learning to receive that energy and accept that energy and accept that i am perfect in spite of my ideas and suggestions that I have towards myself that I think are imperfections has been the thing that changed me the most and it's still an ongoing process 
and it's all tied up in everything I've been talking about on the previous podcast, like permission and things like that. It is just such a tangled web we weave of not allowing ourselves to be who we are and then meeting spirit and spirit seeing every single aspect, molecule, fragment of you and thinking you are the mutts nuts. If that doesn't make you cry, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) So absolutely, Lee, completely normal. And it does get lesser. It does. I sit in that energy so much now most of the time except when my human gets in the way that uh I can't cry all day every day it would mess up my makeup so it does get lesser because you get acclimatized to it not because the love becomes less it becomes less of a contrast to how you're currently feeling and more of something that's there all the time so I hope that helps Well, thanks again, guys, for taking this journey with me and uh, still lots of questions to answer. And I will be back with you again soon. Have a lovely day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.